And this is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure. Let's get Amplified. Hey, Amplify You family, Michelle Abraham here, and I am bringing to you another amazing guest today. I have Ariel Vierheller of The Ariel View. You can find her at arielmay.com. You can look her up on Facebook. She is an amazing woman that I found online, and it's really cool. We connected, and we have a similar story. Uh, Ariel used to be a marine biologist. She went worked really hard in school, got the job of her dreams, and then realized that really wasn't the job of her dreams. For those of you that know me, does that sound familiar? Yes. So, we're going to dive in and talk to Ariel's story, talk about Ariel and her story today and, and this expert interview and to find out how we can pivot when things aren't going just as we thought life would, was going to go and we planned it all out in our head to be our dream life. So Ariel, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So let's dive right back in here. I just kind of <laughs> laid out kind of the overview, the aerial view, let's call it your turn. <laughs> the aerial view of what went down in your life. So let's talk about that. Bring us back to the beginning. What were you aiming to do in your life and how did things pivot and change from there? Yeah, so ever since I can remember, I wanted to be a marine biologist. So since I was a little girl, um, I probably did a lot of self-identification uh, with my name being Ariel. Uh, I pretended to be a mermaid pretty much my half my childhood. Um, so I always wanted to be a marine biologist. I always had a big passion for uh, marine mammals, uh, dolphins, whales, things like that. And I actually reached a point in my life where um, you know, I got an internship and I, I went to school for psychology, uh, focusing on animal behavior as well as human behavior. It's kind of like a weird background there. Uh, but I ended up getting an internship and ultimately um, getting my dream job. I worked my way up and essentially became an intern, then became, uh, I kind of created my own position on a book, uh, sorry, on a boat um, as a cook and a marine biologist. I kind of like mixed things up there, had never cooked a single thing in my life, um, pretended like I could cook in order to get my foot in the door. Um, and was able to do some marine biology work on this boat as I also cooked for, for the crew. Um, so I kind of created my own position and eventually worked my way up and uh, got the research assistant position, which was essentially the highest I could reach unless I was to own my own nonprofit. So I became a marine biologist, uh, had the dream job, everything I ever wanted. I was studying wild dolphins off the coast of the Bahamas, uh, and it was as good as it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was it was amazing until, and I, maybe this is where you were leading, uh, until I kind of realized that I couldn't go anywhere else. And everything that I ever wanted, um, it kind of felt like the rug was pulled out from underneath me. I had everything that I wanted. Uh, I had the dream job. I had, uh, you know, an amazing boyfriend or fiance or whatever at the time. Uh, I had an amazing house in Florida and things were going great, but I was still very unfulfilled. Um, I knew I wanted to do more. And ultimately, I felt very locked down in the current position that I had put myself in. Hmm. 
Fascinating. Yeah, it's amazing. And now that we're talking more too, we have another thing in common. Ariel was my <laughs> hero in Disney as well. <laughs> my favorite character in yes. Disney for sure. <laughs> she is the coolest, the coolest of cool. So yes, mermaids, <laughs> all awesome. I also did want to be a marine biologist too when I was growing up. At really? one point. And then I looked at how much school you had to go to. So I did outdoor recreation instead. <laughs> it's more fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I love your, I love uh, that you've done all these cool things being a marine biologist on a boat that you just kind of get your foot in the door and like just went for your dreams. And I think that's super cool. Why do you think you were feeling unfulfilled with like, and feeling, feeling like trapped with what you were doing? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things I struggled with, and I think a lot of people struggle with is uh, kind of attaching their identity to what they achieve. And so you kind of start to view your work and the amount you achieve and all of the like kind of milestones that you hit in your life as your identity, as who you are, and basically as your worth. Mm -hmm. And so I think I reached a point where I was at the end of the, the bridge, like I, I had nowhere else to go. Um, and that was really stifling for me because I had always been growing and progressing and achieving these new milestones throughout my life. Mm -hmm. So when I reached a point where I couldn't do that anymore, it was, it was very shocking to me. And, and I realized that I had very much tied my worth to what it is that I did because I eventually left that career. And when I left it, I realized that I, I kind of didn't know who I was anymore. Uh, and I had to do a lot of work to kind of pick up the pieces, figure out who I was, what I wanted and outside of what it is that I was doing. Cool. Yeah, I can relate to that. And I think a lot of people, uh, I, I hear you are like the, the, the type of person that a lot of my clients are like work with, like someone in that back, back when, when you were like unfulfilled, but like had achieved dreams. And that's where a lot of our clients actually work with people that do that. And it's interesting because it seems to be, there are so many people in that category where they're just, they went after their dreams, achieved it, but there was just something missing. Right. And so what mm -hmm. were some of the activities that you did to try to re reignite your fire and like re kind of claim who you are? Yeah. So I did a lot of, I, I guess you could call it inner work. I kind of I think that term's a little overused, but um, I did a lot of inner work. I did a lot of um, writing things down. I did a lot of questioning. I went to, you know, my friends, my family, uh, uh, my husband, my now husband, um, and kind of, you know, started asking when they think of me, like, what do they think of? What do I inspire them to do? Like, what do they think of um, when it comes to like my personality, my characteristics, like what are the strongest things that stand out? And I started to just gather these pieces that I had never questioned before mm -hmm. because I kind of followed the track that I had set for myself when I was probably six years old <laughs> and uh, never actually stepped back and really questioned who I was and what I wanted. So I started asking people, um, you know, kind of getting a real, I had to do inner work, but I had to reach externally first. <laughs> so I had to ask people and then really sit back and really um, start to process the things that people were telling me, the things that I had never thought about. And I did a lot of journaling um, as well as I guess you could say general personal development and started really figuring out who I was uh, without the title. Mm -hmm. Cool. Did you find that like when you started asking people, what are the things that like, what you, what people, what do people come to you to ask all the time? What are some things that you, people were saying about you? Did you find it's actually stuff that you really like to do? Did you have that outcome? Like, yeah, so it, it definitely was, uh, it was a little bit shocking at first though, because I felt like it was things that had been kind of buried for a long time. Mm. Um, and a lot of it was just kind of who I was. It, a lot of it was, um, you know, people said I was very compassionate. I definitely had, you know, a passion for animals 
animals and, you know, sustainability and all, conservation, which I was exercising. So that stuff was not new to me. Not surprising. But then there was what? Not surprising then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But then there were some other things that came up like, um, that I was able to lead people to ideas that they hadn't thought of before. I was able to help them get a lot of clarity. Um, and I was, I kind of embodied this, I, I don't want to say leadership, but somewhat of a leadership ability to um, inspire people. Mm. And that was very nice to hear, of course, um, but it was something that I had never thought about because I was a scientist, you know? <laughs> so um, that was something that I realized I really wanted to exercise more mm -hmm. and I really wanted to kind of dive down that path a little bit more. Yeah, that's really cool. Oftentimes I hear like people, and I know this happened for myself too, and you start asking people what it is about you like that they like, or what is it that, you know, you always help with. And it's always things that we do for free without even thinking about it. For me, it's connecting. Like I'm always connecting mm -hmm. people with other people and it's like, but I'm never getting paid for it, but it's like what I love to do. Right. And yeah, so it's great that you kind of figured out that same sort of thing. And now that's what you do for people. Correct. Like then now you figured out how, so tickets from how you went to figuring out what it is that you actually love doing and that you would just do for free all day long. And now how did you turn that into a business? Yeah. So it kind of goes back um, a little bit into my marine biology career where I, you know, many people are surprised to learn that I was a marine biologist. Uh, you know, I was again studying dolphins or studying dolphin behavior off the coast of the Bahamas and it was amazing, but ultimately I was working in a nonprofit and I saw kind of two sides of the coin, and this is kind of where I guess my story started is, one was I saw so many people who had so many good ideas, and they didn't really have the, they weren't really taught that they could go actually take action on these ideas. Yeah. So, you know, they had kind of done what I did, right? They, um, you know, had this idea and maybe were encouraged to do things based on societal standards and, you know, maybe parent parental expectations. Mm -hmm. And here they were, you know, obviously in a similar job as me doing something that they loved, but they had more that they wanted to do and they didn't believe that they could do it. And they had never been taught that they could actually go try to do it. So I started actually with working with people while I was still a marine biologist. I started working with some of my colleagues, some of my peers, um, some scientists who have been in the field for 10 to 30 years and had just reached a point in their life where they were still unhappy. Um, and I started kind of coaching them on the side and working with them and helping them develop their ideas and actually, I guess, give them the, the confidence and the courage that they could actually start trying to execute them outside of what they were doing. So that's where I started. I started with coaching people um, on getting clear on what it is that they wanted, um, essentially connecting a little bit deeper to their purpose and then figuring out a way to fulfill those things so they could feel more fulfilled. Hmm. Um, but the other side of it was the other thing that I saw then was as I was working in this nonprofit, I saw firsthand how these people now were like trying to take action on these things that they wanted to do. Um, and working with all these different people, they all had nonprofits. I saw firsthand how they were not, how not being able to effectively get the word out about what it is that they were doing um, and who, you know, getting in front of the right people mm -hmm. that heavily impacted their funding. It affected the much needed attention that they you know, needed to continue to get funding. Um, they struggled financially, it took a toll on their stress levels, and ultimately it took a toll then on the confidence that I had helped them establish to go do these things. You know, then they believed like, you know, well, who am I to do this? Um, you know, am I even cut out for this? Uh, how long can we sustain this organization? 
um, you know, they had such good ideas and such a powerful message to share, but they weren't able to actually get it out there, get it out into the world. So like I said, I eventually left the marine biology field. Uh, I wanted to do more. And I found that passion for not only helping people with those good ideas, develop the, the courage to fully step into it, mm -hmm. but also helping them reach the right audience and essentially market what they had to offer. So, you know, be able to take their experience, be able to take their passion and then bridge the gap to those who needed to hear it and could benefit from it the most. So long story short, I took my psychology background, my knowledge of copywriting and marketing because um, I had learned that through osmosis through my husband, who's an amazing mm -hmm. uh, copywriter and marketing strategist. Um, and I started essentially applying it to why people are attracted to certain things and why they buy. So I honed in on organic marketing. I started um, really, you know, uh, working with people who couldn't necessarily afford to put uh, ads or sorry, money into ads. Mm -hmm. And I started essentially studying the bejesus out of marketing, uh, testing a bunch of strategies, finding what worked best uh, without having to dump money into ads. And I started helping impact driven businesses so they could have a bigger reach in the marketplace. Hmm, I love that. And that's where we also connected too, because that's what I help through podcasting, helping get businesses out so they can make exactly. a bigger, bigger impact in the world. So we can help them get their message out in a bigger way. And I think that's amazing. That's what you yeah. do as well. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on too. So uh, for our podcasters who have this huge, big impact message, any suggestions or ideas of what are besides podcasting, they have an audience now through podcasting. What are some other ways that they can get their big impact message out there in the world that's working these days? So a big thing I like to focus on, uh, we're very blessed with the, you know, the social media world that we live in. Um, so I focus on organic marketing uh, in multiple avenues, including, you know, doing uh, impactful like interviews with people and getting your message out there and reaching different audiences and basically diversifying your audience. Um, but a big thing that I like to focus on is social media because it's, it has its pros, it has its cons, uh, and I like to uh, amplify the pros. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's a great place to connect with people, um, and it's a great place to share your message as well as to educate people. I think we have a lot of um, messages out in the world today. Uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of competing voices for everybody's attention. Mm -hmm. um, but when you can inspire people and when you can educate them from a place of authenticity and you know, a place of understanding and compassion, I think you are going to attract the people that you want to reach. Yeah. So, so yeah, so a big thing I focus on is social media and actually using the tools that we have uh, through, you know, live videos and things like that and reaching people in that way as well. We find storytelling is the best way like on social media to really um, be come across as, as authentic and attract the right audience to your message. It's a great way. <laughs> yes, I love storytelling. Um, I also focus a lot on like building authority, building expertise. Um, everything that I do is based in psychology. That's kind of the, uh, the science-y nerd in me that comes out a little bit. Um, so yeah, storytelling and connecting to people's emotions is absolutely amazing. Um, other things I do too is again, I like to, when you can educate people, you kind of establish that authority and that expertise um, or that authority positioning. And I think when you can educate people and yeah, use your story to inspire people, it's like the perfect mix to um, get people on board with your mission. Yeah. And do you think, is there a good combination of the two? Like, what are you suggesting more story over, over expertise? Or is there like, a, is there some, some formula that you follow, follow like a couple of authority pieces, a couple of storytelling pieces? Is there anything that you can suggest to us in that, in that sense in social media? Yeah. So when it comes to content and, you know, this is content, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, on your website, blog posts, uh, even podcast episode things, uh, podcast episodes, excuse me, things along those lines. 
Um, I actually have a little bit of a formula that I like to use and it's five different types of content. Um, so the first is educational content, so educate. And I like that to be about 50%, especially if you're an entrepreneur, especially if you have a message and essentially are trying to you know, get people on board with your mission, but also to um, eventually buy from you, right? You know, purchase from you. Um, educational content is so important because it positions you as the expert. Mm -hmm. um, so I do about 50% educational content. Um, then I have uh, demonstrational content or demonstrate. And that's where you're basically demonstrating the results of your offer, the results of your services, the results of what you do, whether it's testimonials, whether it's um, your own story. And that's about 15 to 20%. And then storytelling kind of goes into both of those, honestly, because yeah. I kind of spread storytelling amongst all of them. You can do it all um, within storytelling so, instead of shouting it on social media, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? You can do it as a story instead of shouting out on social media. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think when you can tie a story into anything, again, it just, it, it, you're, you're tapping into people's emotions. You're getting them... Um, you know, emotionally connected to you and your experience. And um, yeah, so I think storytelling is so important to kind of sprinkle into all of these. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so there's educate, there's demonstrate, there's motivate, which is where, you know, just the motivational pieces, the inspiring. If you can get people to, you know, inspire to take action, again, you kind of put yourself in that leadership position. Um, and then there's engagement where you engage with people. Um, you really get them to engage back with you. And then the final piece of content that I encourage is promoting, you know, promoting your stuff, promoting what you have to offer and showing what you have to offer to the world. Mm, I love it. Thank you for breaking down into five categories for us. So I think, and you think yeah. that works on all the different platforms or do you specifically do that on Facebook? Maybe not so much on Instagram or is it on all the channels? So the two, the two social media platforms that I focus on the most are Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have clients that use this on LinkedIn, um, some even, you know, again, podcasting, things along those lines. So it kind of goes across all your different, um, I guess, platforms in which you could, you know, relay a message. But the ones I focus on most are Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, cool. I was just thinking in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be great to use that formula actually when you're planning out your own podcasting episodes too, really like thinking about it, like you're talking about you know, stories and then educating and then, and then motivating. So it's like, you can almost do episodes kind of in that sequence too, which is kind of, yeah, yeah a good idea. I like that. Idea. <laughs> and I love how it's like, you know, everyone that you're working with was like out there living like that American dream. And then all of a sudden one day it was like, this American dream is not for me. Same thing happened to me in, in our Canadian dream. Same, same, same sort of dream we follow, right? The go to school, get the car, kids have, how, get the job of your dreams and then what like you say there in your entire like hello that's not very fun <laughs> and and I think the, the, the second part of the fulfillment thing is also um I think there's a big need for us to make an impact in the world and I think that's probably part of the fulfillment that's missing when you're not um when you're just working a job that's not making a dis difference in the world although it sounds like your job was kind of making a difference research for dolphins <laughs> like that's kind of making a difference in the world but it wasn't necessarily your mission yourself right as I say, it's still a part of it. Um, I want to, I do want to have my own marine conservation organization. Uh, that's my own nonprofit that I'm working on starting as well. Uh, but because I have kind of a different perspective, I have the marketing perspective, I have the, the, you know, the purpose and the fulfillment perspective. Um, I, I wanted to develop those things in my own character first before I a nonprofit. So I can kind of fill the gap that I think is out there right now. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now you're able to run a profitable or like a business, a nonprofit, but in like a, a sense, a marketing sense of that it does make a difference. It does make the bigger difference. Yes. It's meant to, instead of just being this idea that's sitting there not getting the funding and the attention it needs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So tell us a little bit about the aerial view. I love the name of what you're doing. And I think that's so cool. Like it, that it ties in with your name and uh, I just like how you came up with that. So tell us what that is. Yeah, so uh, all kudos to my husband. He's the one that came up with that. Um, and again, as it started was, um, I was really helping people get uh, basically a, like a third party perspective on their life because that's exactly what I had to do in order to figure out what it is that I wanted. Um, so that's where I started. I started coaching people in that way, helping people get that third party perspective, get clarity around what it is that they wanted mm -hmm. and then how to take that idea and go bring it to the masses. Um, so, so the aerial view is essentially that it's being able to get that third party perspective and then have that self-awareness to not only understand, uh, the impact that you can have in the world, but also, uh, the impact that, you know, the way that you think and the things that you do, um, and the contribution that you make, the contributions that you make have an impact on yourself and your own fulfillment. For sure. And how cool for those of you listening that you're starting your own business, personal branding, how cool is it if you can kind of build your framework within like your name of your business and the name of like your concept and has your own personal name in it too. Like that's very cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just very, it's nicely laid out. So it's like, you got the ideas, you've got the framework for it. And like the name just says it all right there. That's when exactly. you know you're like, marketing, right? <laughs> Dang on. Right. And it's memorable, right? So you know, some really key things here for people that are listening that are just starting their podcast or their branding, you know, really name things so that they're memorable. And, you know, that would be the perfect name for podcast too, the aerial view. <laughs> Although what we're looking at with podcasting is like the aerial view would be like a great subtitle and then being literal in the title of, <laughs> of it. So <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think that's great. Um, so Ariel, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, before we leave, do I have any last words for people that are out there looking at starting their personal brand, their podcast, uh, they have this big mission, passion to get everything out there in the world. Any suggestions for them as to how they should do that in the best efficient way? Yeah. So I think the first thing that you need to do is get clarity on what it is that you want. And then once you have an idea, just kind of start taking action because, um, you know, you've heard the cliche that, you know, clarity comes from action. And I think so many people get hung up on having the perfect idea. You know, again, kind of going back to that achievement mindset, having that full, you know, fully focused, fully um, brought to, you know, brought to their mind idea before they take any action. And it kind of holds a lot of people back. And that's something that I have to work a lot of people through. So I think once you can get an idea, you can really get that uh, clarity on what it is that you want. You just kind of start taking little baby steps and you see what comes of it. And then you can kind of iterate and shift and pivot as needed. Awesome. And now for the other spectrum of things, someone who is in the middle of their so-called dream life and realizing that, holy crap, this is not exactly what I signed up for. What's the best steps to pivot from there? Yeah. So it, it admittedly, it's very, very hard. Uh, once you've put a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of blood, sweat and tears into something that, you know, you thought was going to be your life, it's very difficult to detach from that. So I think the first thing there is realizing that if you want to pivot, if you want to do something different, um, that it's not a reflection of, you know, you being a bad person. It's not a reflection of you not having your crap together. It's, it's simply, um, it's human and it's natural. And, you know, we are all just kind of learning as we go here. And I think there's kind of this idea that everybody has it all figured out. And I don't think anybody does. Um, 
you were people that you thought you had it all figured out. And then it kind of, again, feels like the rug was pulled out from under you. Um, just realize that it's not a reflection of who you are. It's not a reflection of how your life is going to look. It's just a matter of you need to listen to that kind of um, calling and start to follow it a little bit. Yeah, good, good point. And, you know, the other thing I think is scary for people is that they're going to lose relationships, friendships, family members that, you know, thought that they saw them as this person doing this thing. Well, the ones when you do pivot and you do actually start following your dreams, not only are you going to attract more people into your world, but I think you're also going to have the right people in your world. And if they're not, if they can't, they can't, if you're friends, family, whatever, cannot pivot and still love you in a different, in a different world and you're following your dreams, then that perhaps that's not a relationship that's meant for you. <laughs> you know, no, I agree. keep that in mind. Like people are going to still love you. And I think people get hung up on the idea that, but I was supposed to be a scientist and you know, this was what I worked hard for. Right. But now I'm a life coach and like, what, the, what does that mean? And are people still going to love me for who I am? Right. Yes. They're still going to love you no matter what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and especially more so because you're out, you're going to be happier and chasing your dreams. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Any last words, Ariel? Where can we find you? Where can we work with you? What do you, what are you um, offering? Yeah. Yeah. So right now, uh, the main thing that I focus on is helping, uh, essentially coaches and consultants. Uh, cause again, that's kind of, you know, where I have a heart for in those types of businesses. Uh, so I work with coaches and consultants and I help them attract their dream clients and essentially grow their impact driven business to six figures. Um, so with that, that's what I'm focusing on. And you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the aerial view one <laughs> and Instagram.com slash the aerial view one as well. Awesome. Well, thank you for being with us, Ariel. And uh, we'll let everyone know when you get a podcast up and running too, and we can follow you on there as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You've got the good knowledge for it. You're my girl. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I just love what you're doing. And I uh, thank you for those, for giving us this knowledge of people who are you know, even the podcasters that have gone down one podcasting route and figured out this is not the topic that's really resonating anymore. Don't be afraid to stop and pivot and change your, change your mind what you're doing as long as you're following your heart and loving the life that you live. And no matter whose dream it is, it should be your dream, not the American or the Canadian dream, like we've all been conditioned to do, right? <laughs> and we are Absolutely. both products of those. We have pivoted from that American Canadian dream in one direction and now much healthier in life in another direction. So it can happen. And I hope you uh, listen to Ariel's advice here because I think it's, it's brilliant. So thank you, Ariel, for being with us today and I hope to have you on again in the future. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. You're welcome. Thank you family for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to mypodcastcoach.com to download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.